Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund to give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plans starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You're going to save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through April 14th, 2024 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended silver unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen nicotine pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zin. Find your Zin online or in a store near you at zincom slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. What are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every Grey's ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And the new season streaming March 15th. And I was in the store and some guy was walking out and he yelled back at the guy working there. I'll see you tomorrow. Get her done. And the guy says, get her done back. And I said to the guy, I said, get her done. Where'd you hear that at? And he literally goes, ah, there's a guy on the radio here, the rock <laughs> station, says, get her done, Larry the Cable Guy. It's funny as hell. And I go, that's me. <laughs> and he looked at me and he goes, yeah, shut up. I go, no, that's me. I'm Larry the Cable Guy. He goes, get out of here. I said, I'm not lying. He said, let me hear you say get her done. I went, get her done. He goes, that's not even close. <laughs> and I'm like, what the heck? Hey, I'm Larry the Cable Guy, Dan Whitney. That's my real name. Also, they know me as Mater from Cars. And a lot of people don't know it, but I also played the orangutan in Every Which Way But Loose when I was a small child. Get her done. Hello and welcome. 
one and all to your special Tuesday treat. That's right. Off the beat. I am your host, Brian Baumgartner. Today's guest, well, is the very funny Dan Whitney. Who's Dan Whitney? You might ask. Well, Dan Whitney, he has an alter ego. His name is Larry the Cable Guy. We actually spend quite a bit of time golfing together at various events, most notably the American Century Championship in Lake Tahoe. And next week, I am going to Nebraska to participate in his Get Her Done Classic. We'll talk more about that in a bit, but I'm going to be honest with you. See, I know more about Dan than I do about Larry and how Larry was born. So today, I am very pleased to get to know the origins of Dan's alter ego, Larry, Dan's career, and how he manages to be the only Southerner who is actually from the Midwest. So please open your ears and your hearts to one of the kindest people that I have the pleasure of knowing, Larry the Cable Guy, or my friend, Dan Whitney. Bubble and squeak, I love it. Bubble and squeak, I know. Bubble and squeak, I cook it every morning. Left over from the night before. Larry, the cable guy, how are you, my friend? Brian Mom Gardner, I love you to death, and I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> I'm doing good, man. <laughs> Dan, um, I, now listen, I texted you a little while ago. Uh, for you those did. of you who don't know, we play quite a bit of golf together at, at various events. And I said, what do I call you, Larry or Dan? <laughs> or Dan? And this is a very interesting thing. I mean, you really, your, your identity to the public has changed. Well, it, right? yeah, totally. Well, yeah, pretty much. Cause let me just give you a brief deal, Brian, by the way, Brian's better than okay. I am at golf, but I'm trying, I'm trying to get better, <laughs> but I have more hair. <laughs> you, do, you have, you have a lot more hair. Yes. <laughs> hey, I wrote a joke the other day about my, my brother's going to make a lot of money because he invented a product for men that are balding. And what okay. it is, it's a, a liquid that comes in a spray can. And what you do is you spray it in people's face so they can't see your hair. <laughs> they can't see that you're losing your hair. <laughs> Believe me, it gets a big laugh. So anyway, let me give you a brief rundown, Brian. This is the crazy thing about my career. Yeah, I was a comic. I uh, went professional May of 1988. I got up on stage for the first time in 1985. I worked out of the Comedy Corner in West Palm Beach. Um, I started doing some characters on a radio station in Tampa Bay. One of the characters was Larry the Cable Guy. And as you know, a young comic and you're working on the road, anything you can do for some stage time or some extra cash, boy, that would be awesome. And that's just basically how it started. It was totally a character for the radio. I could do anything I wanted to do. I was a big fan of All in the Family when I was a kid because it was the one thing my dad would just belly laugh at. Because <laughs> I grew up on a pig farm in southeast Nebraska, and I grew up next to the cattle yard, and I worked over at the sale barn unloading cattle trucks. And 
So I just kind of made a character that was kind of an Archie Bunker character that was kind of a mixture of everybody that I kind of knew, all these old farmers that bitched about everything when I was a kid. Then I went to college in Georgia, and I my roommate was from Beaumont, Texas. My other one was from Dalton, Georgia. So I kind of mixed that in there. So it was right. kind of like a southern Archie Bunker. But I'll tell you, I but I'm me personally. I like people, and I'm you know I like to be liked, and I'm a nice guy. So I anyway I think I am. So I I wanted the character to be funny and shocking but i want him to be likable like yeah. i wanted people to go i can't believe he would say that and then somebody else go ah he's just it's just larry the cable guy man he doesn't mean nothing and for most people that's what it was and then for other people that took it way too serious of course it was something else but that's what the whole character on the radio was intended to be and a real funny story about that with all my commentaries, I did social commentaries. And what I did was I signed off with Get Her Done. And I remember uh, the first time I ever heard somebody else say that. I was in, at Peaches Records and Tapes in Orlando, Florida. And I was in the store and some guy was walking out. And he yelled back at the guy working there, I'll see you tomorrow, Get Her Done. And the guy says, Get Her Done back. And I said to the guy, I said, Get Her Done, would you hear that at? And he literally goes, ah, there's a guy on the radio here. <laughs> the rock station says, get her done, Larry the Cable Guy. It's funny as hell. And I go, that's me. <laughs> and he looked at me and he goes, yeah, shut up. I go, no, that's me. I'm Larry the Cable Guy. He goes, get out of here. I said, I'm not lying. He said, let me hear you say get her done. I went, get her done. He goes, that's not even close. <laughs> and I'm like, what the heck? So I went and got it right away. I went and got it copyrighted and started selling shirts and all that kind of stuff. It was all theater of the mind. Yeah, no, it is though, because you, all of that makes sense, but I think the decision for you to become him in public, I mean, here, here, here's, here's an example. This is what I mean. I mean, you are Dan, but like when we're in Lake Tahoe, we're playing golf, we're on television, you, you are identified by announcers, not as Dan, but by, as Right. Larry, the cable guy. But when did you make the decision to make yourself like synonymous with this theater of the absurd that you were doing? Well, well you know, it, it, it started, it was all by accident. Honestly. I mean, you're a, when you're a comedian, you're out there doing stand up, You just want to be able to sell tickets and make some money and make a good living at doing something that you love. And it all happened by accident. I never meant to do it on stage. It was completely separate. It was something that was fun for me to do. It was an escape. It was fun to write for. Uh, but my act was completely different. Uh, okay. When Larry the Cable Guy did stuff, it was all commentaries and social commentaries. And I learned from the Howard Stern. First of all, you have to be funny. Second of all, you have to say something that's a little shocking so that people go, did you hear what he just said? <laughs> and it right. becomes popular because people that like you are tuned in because they want to hear what you're going to say next. And people that don't like you are tuning in because they want to hear what you're going to say next. <laughs> right. You know? So I wanted to have something where people would go, you know what? Uh, there's a small percentage of truth in what he says, but he doesn't say it correctly. He says it the way that it's, it's, it's kind of like how he equate it with, uh, I remember one time a guy came up to me and 
can I, is, is there, do I need to bleep myself? On no, the podcast? you don't need to bleep any. No, fuck that. Okay. I'm being, t- <laughs> <laughs> there I have it. But, but, but I'm being completely honest with when I say this, this is kind of like people mean well, and people say things and they have a little bit of truth in what they're saying. They're way off base on other things, but they say things so funny. It's, it's just like, you got to like the guy. And I remember one time I did a commentary as Larry the Cable by about keeping prayer in the public school. And so I would write it how if I would just writing just a serious commentary to where the commentary started out is the man, this could be an op-ed. And next thing you know, there's 2% of it's an op-ed and 98% of it is titties, (laughs) farts, drinking beer, that kind of thing. Right. But the guy that comes up to me and when I say people mean well, but they say things just so like, what do you, the guy comes out and goes, hey, Larry, can I talk to you for a minute? He was a construction worker down in Orlando. I said, yeah, what's up, buddy? Hey, listen, I know you got to be funny on air with all your titty jokes and your farts and all that kind of stuff. But that thing you done today about keeping prayer in the public school, you're goddamn right we need prayer in them school. And these fucking teachers got away from the fucking Bible in the gut. You know, and he's literally F this, GD that, F that. <laughs> but his main, and his main gripe is, They've taken prayer out of the schools. <laughs> and he's, so he means well, but he's saying it completely the wrong way. You know, so that's kind of like how it developed. And so uh, back to the story about how it became part of my whole deal is at one night at a comedy club, my buddy Les McCurdy, who owns McCurdy's Comedy Club in Sarasota, wanted to sell some tickets. And he billed me as... Dan Whitney, a.k.a. Larry the Cable Guy. And I was a little irritated because I tried to separate the two. Because like I said, Larry was all ridiculous political stuff. I was all one-liners. I'm a fan of the old-time comic, just doing this and that and pratfalls. And it was a a funny act. You know, Dom Herrera always said, I had the funniest first 12 minutes in comedy, and then after that, nothing. (laughs) You know, because I, because I lit, I literally went through like 85 punchlines in 12 minutes. And so I, he, he billed me as Larry, uh, Dan Whitney, AK Larry, the cable guy I went on stage and it sold out two shows in 20 minutes. And then when I saw that he billed me like that, it was kind of, I didn't really have a stage act for it. And I was a little like, what am I going to do now? You know? So I went up and I did my own act and they're yelling stuff out. Get her done. We want to hear Larry. Get her done. So I dropped down into the character and just killed it. And so he came up to me and said, man, have you ever thought about doing your whole show like Larry the Cable Guy? So he took my name off. And the second show I was billed as Larry the Cable Guy. And I went up and I basically took my act and I slowed it down had different timing, and then I added stuff from the radio station that I was doing, the Larry the Cable Guy stuff, and voila. And so my next step was just to go tell radio stations, this is what I'm doing, and I can do it for you. I'll do a commentary for you, and it'll get popular. And the only thing I ask for pay is uh, just promote my show when I come to town. So I ended up getting about 27 radio stations, and I called radio stations every morning, five days a week for 13 years. Wow. Yeah, and it finally paid off. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's basically how I built my following. And I could do, I could do Larry the Cable Guy because I knew him better than anybody else. 
I sometimes people ask me about, is it weird when you do stuff like, you know, you were talking about the golf tournament. Sure. No, I don't, I don't find it weird that that strange because people know me as Larry, the cable guy, they know it's a character, but Larry, the cable guy is just a drawing name to get them at the tournament to sell some tickets. And, you know, and, and the best part about it, it allows me if I want to, to golf with no sleeves on and be comfortable and just play it up and, have a good time with the crowd. And I'll be honest, I enjoy it. People enjoy it. You know, it's, it's, uh, if I'm talking too much, Brian, let me know because you haven't no. said one word. I, I just no, no, keep no. talking. If, if it's anything about me, um, I think that when I was, when I wasn't married and didn't have kids, comedy was a whole different thing than it. You just did stand up, you wanted to make people laugh. Nothing was off limits. I didn't have any kids. I didn't, I could have cared less about that. I didn't have, you know, you know how it is. You're a 20 year old guy. And then I got married and then I had kids and then my act started changing because I had a heart change on a lot of jokes that just, I didn't need anyway, kept the Larry, the cable guy, what, what it's about. You know, it's about pushing buttons. It's about this guy that's just had it with this political correct anti-American world. And but I don't. I'm not as harsh as I once was, and that's just because I'm a better comedian. I have kids, and I'm sensitive yeah. to things about what how people would feel if I did a certain deal. Um, so yeah. that's that's how my act has kind of changed. Right. But there's still a ton of differences. I'm not I'm not a white trash guy. I'm not like right. I'm not a partier. I'm not a drinker. I'm not a you know, I don't do any of that. Right. So I have just enough uh, trailer jokes that I'm not associated. <laughs> right. Uh, what's fascinating to me cuz you brought up all in the family, right? And so I mean that character, I mean potentially one of the greatest comedy characters in the history of television. Absolutely. If Carol O'Connor had begun to associate himself as Archie Bunker, I mean, he may have gotten killed, right? Like out on the street. I mean, there were things that he said in that show that you just, you truly can't say, you can't say and want to survive on, on the streets. And I think that that, what you bring up right there is such an interesting point because you began to adopt that as you, you began to become at least publicly that character as you matured and as you grew up and as you had kids, you began to realize like, okay, that's me, but it's also not me. And, and that, right. that he talking about him in the third person, Larry you know, began to soften as Dan's life changed and new things happen. I think that's, I think that's really interesting. Yeah, well, you know, I, uh, I I can write anything for the character and do the character. Sure. It's just that my writing's different. I I don't want to write that for the character anymore. I don't want to write that, but I'll write this. Yeah, it's a definite it's a definite separation. But people say he's Larry the Cable Guy all the time, twenty four hours a day. No, I'm not. When I right. come home, I'm not. The right. only thing is, it's when most people see me, they've asked me to come be Larry the Cable Guy. Right. But Dan Whitney's not selling any tickets, right. you know? So when people say he's always Larry the Cable Guy, he's become the character. That's not true. Right. The only time that I'm Larry the Cable Guy is when I am doing something and I'm paid to be Larry the Cable Guy. 
That's yeah. pretty much it. And I will say this, Bri, the only one thing that I do kind of regret is when I did all my Pixar Disney stuff, it's all Larry the Cable Guy. And before I did all those, I said that I wanted to be Dan Whitney. So, But that's all part of the fault of my agent at the time who said no, because it was basically sold to me, you're a brand. You have merchandise. You have a foundation. It's a brand. So everything goes under Larry the Cable Guy. But if I had anything to do different, I would have done my voiceovers as Dan Witt. Uh, I think the best compliment I ever got was John Lasseter. He says, you know, I love hanging out with Larry the Cable Guy, but I like hanging out with Dan a lot better. And he goes, when I look at Mater, Mater talks like Larry the Cable Guy, but Mater acts like my friend Dan. Yeah. Because in real life, I'm more like Mater than I am Larry the Cable Guy. Absolutely. And I can attest to that for anybody listening. And I, you know, there's nothing, it's so cool. You know, I just recently animated a a a big old bear named Walter for this, this new show trash truck. And there's kind of nothing like being out in public and being approached by a, a, a child about uh. that work. And obviously cars transcends this television show completely. And when I've watched you, I'm not going to say you're performing as like, but you're loud, you're fun. You're we're all having a party. And then a kid comes up to you and I see your eyes change and you may do the voice for him, which doesn't sound like you said all that different from Larry, the cable guy, but I see you quite different in those moments for sure. Oh, absolutely. And, and I'll tell you, I love that. I mean, that's why, yeah. I mean, that's the cool thing about when I got to do Mater in cars, because it allows me to be me and still do the, do the voice, but the kids love it. And, and I love being able to, make them smile and laugh. And that's what it's all about. I mean, that's, man, so much fun to be able to bring joy to those kids. And absolutely, it's, uh, I'm definitely more of a mater attitude than a cable guy attitude. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. You know what though, Ryan? I know it gets confusing because you asked me, should I call you Dan or Larry? I know it gets confusing for people. When I did my movies, people just called me LD. They called me Larry Dan, LD. My nickname LD? was LD. Well, look, I, I understand. And I, you know, I think even when we're at those things together, you know, I'll say good shot, Dan, in a quiet voice or whatever, but I understand the persona that people are expecting that from you. And so for me, it's, it was more, when I asked you the question was more like, well, I don't want to shatter people's dreams or like, I don't want to, I don't, I don't like he, he is that yes, but he's also way, way more than that. So, yeah, I know it's funny that you say that because I think by now I've been out there for so long. I think by now people know, you know, I mean, I do have a hint. I do have a hint of a twinge of a Southern accent when I talk normal because I lived in Florida most of my life. So I picked it up. You know, my wife said my buddy Brad called me the other day and I talked to Brad for about 20 minutes. And my wife goes, you know, you sound like Larry the Cable Guy the whole time you're on the phone. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, no, it's because of Brad, man. He talks like I do. You know, I'm a chameleon. I just pick it up. 
You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and a brand new Samsung A14 on them. Straight Talk Unlimited plans start at $25 a line per month for four lines. You're going to save so much, you're going to be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Who wouldn't like a few extra bucks in their pocket? I certainly would. Money for a golf round, perhaps? Tickets to a concert or a game? Straight Talk is a great everyday value on wireless. Plus, it all runs on the most reliable 5G network in America. So treat yourself to Straight Talk today. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through April 14th, 2024, while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Straight Talk utilizes the network with the most first place rankings and root metrics. 1H 2023 5G reliability assessments of 125 metros. Results may vary. Not in endorsement discover betmgm the betting app sports fans in the capital region turn to for non-stop action all winter long take the excitement of football basketball and hockey to the next level with same game parlays exclusive signature bets odds boost promos and much more plus now you can sign in place bets and manage your cash balance under the same betmgm account in dc maryland and virginia With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd, cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com.
by the way, you know, I didn't mean to 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 do this to you because I know what a big fan of Nebraska you are. And I say I didn't mean to do it, but then but then I didn't change my clothes. I'm wearing here the University of Georgia Bulldogs golf sweater here. I myself am am from Georgia and uh you worked to pick it up. I spent I spent the first 18 to 20 years of my life trying to get rid of that. <laughs> right? Like, right. I was like, it, it didn't work so well for Ibsen and, and Chekhov and Shakespeare when I started doing plays, right. but no, but sure enough, when I go home, you know, my, my, yeah. my mom's from Florida and my, you know, I'm from Georgia. You know, it just, it comes out right away. Absolutely. You know, I tell everybody, I go, I defy you. I defy you to move to Sanford, Florida and not come out talking with some kind of a Southern twinge after six months. Cause you just, I mean, it's one of those, it's just a fun, lazy way to talk and you just pick it up. It, it happens to everybody. Um, but you're not offending me by the way, with the Georgia Bulldogs stuff, Foxworthy, of course, I, uh, he roots for Georgia. So I root yes. for Georgia cause of Jeff and we good. filmed blue collar TV in Athens. So I got a lot of good friends in Georgia. So I, I you ain't offended me with that. There you go. Uh, I want to go back just a little bit. You touched on it briefly before you grew up, you were a pig farmer in Nebraska. As you said, you eventually moved to Florida. Your father was a, a Christian minister. Absolutely. And a school principal. Yeah. He did a lot of stuff. When was the, de- the moment that you decided you wanted to get into to comedy or at least into entertainment or, or be an actor. How was that taken by your family? Yeah, well, well, you know, I was just, I was always funny. My brother was hilarious and my brother used to write two comedy one act Westerns and he starred in both of them as the old prospector. My brother's way funnier than I ever think of being. I mean, I'll never forget laughing so many times at my brother. My sister's funny. My mom's doesn't know she is, but she's goofy funny. <laughs> and my dad, my dad, when he wanted to be funny, was funny, but he was, he was gone all the time. He did so many things. You know, he was a guidance counselor right. at a school five days a week. And then he preached at two churches on a Sunday. And then he had a band, a country rhythm and blues band that he would play in on the weekends. And, and, you know, it was just crazy. I mean, I grew up, it was a crazy life growing up. Um, I remember being at some of my dad's you know, at the VFW hall, you know, playing in the band. And there's one of the deacons sitting there half torqued, walking up, preacher, can you play Amazing Grace? You know, he'd, <laughs> he'd, he'd play that on his 1953 Fender Telecaster, which is an awesome guitar. But, you know, I, I just, I, I grew up pretty wild like that. I was just a, but I loved it. I loved my childhood and, uh, but as far as the comedy goes, I was just always funny. You know, uh, I liked the one-liners because, you know, sometimes my dad would get mad. He had a temper on him. So whenever tempers would flare at the house, I'd be the guy that would find an opening to always lighten the mood up, you know. So my timing, uh, I really learned good timing if I was going to be a comedian back when I was a kid. Um, I uh, decided to be a stand-up uh, because I... I played baseball at a at a Baptist college in Georgia, and I loved baseball. And so I did not want to work while I played baseball. So I set out the first half of the year, and uh, I started bell hopping at a hotel in West Palm Beach 
and I was the van driver, and I'm cracking jokes. And everybody always said, you ought to be a comedian, you ought to be a comedian, you ought to be a comedian. But I, uh, I went to college to be a youth pastor and a baseball coach because that's the, one of the guys I admired in my life was my youth pastor. But, man, I started making money hand over foot as a bellhop, and I went on stage, and I just got hooked on comedy. I got hooked on that ability to make people laugh and control a crowd. And and back then, you know, you're pretty much sucked the whole time, but you thought you were doing pretty good. You got a couple <laughs>, laughs, so you thought you were pretty good. Yeah. And another thing was I was always uh I was always funny, but it took me a while to warm up. I was shy, but once I got to know people, then it was game on. And I would have confidence because I made a couple people laugh. And that's what comedy really did for me. It gave me confidence in other things that I never had. And I always knew that if I wasn't successful at comedy, everybody wanted to hire somebody that was a go-getter and good with people and so I always had, you know, I always had a lot of stuff to fall back on because I, I knew I could get a job. But, man, I fell in love with comedy and then was off to the races after that. Yeah. But, you know, I, it occurs to me, I mean, you talked about it before. You, you found confidence, but you were also working your ass off. I mean, this idea, I, I mean, I can't overstate how, in a way, groundbreaking it was and how much work and effort that must have taken to call into these radio shows and to basically say like you were elevating yourself by simply offering to do work for people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The work that you did though, to do that, to elevate yourself, obviously eventually <laughs> creating a brand new identity for yourself. But I mean, that's, that's amazing, dude. That that's really, that's so cool. Yeah, you know, it was awesome. And at the time, I didn't even think it was going to turn into anything. I thought it might turn into something, but I didn't know. At the time, it was fun. It forced me to write something and, and not be stagnant, not do anything. So, but yeah, it was, uh, it definitely, when I started getting more and more stations, when, uh, when I started selling out all these clubs, then I knew that it was paying off. And I remember when I first auditioned for the Blue Collar Comedy Tour, it was at a show in South Carolina. And that's when that's when I realized all this paid off because they had heard me on the radio in South Carolina. Right. So I probably sold 3,000 tickets on my own just to that show. Right. And when I went on stage, I mean, the the applause and the get her done. I mean, right then, right when they introduced me, I knew I had the gig. Right. <laughs> you know? right. But, all, but all of that was just an accumulation of all of those years of doing that. And so, yeah, it was it was really cool to watch it evolve and metastasize into this unbelievable thing that was about to happen for me. Yeah. I mean, you become so synonymous, uh, with the blue collar comedy tour. I I mistakenly, until just this moment thought that you and and Jeff started it, but you, you auditioned for it. So whose idea was it? Whose original creation was it? Well, it was Jeff, obviously Jeff. And I wasn't even, here's the crazy thing, Brian. I wasn't even an original. I'm the, I'm a Ringo star of the blue collar comedy tour. (laughs) 
I don't know about that, but the original <laughs> crew was Jeff and his opening act, Ron White, and mm-hmm. Bill and his opening act, who is soon rest his soul. Craig Hoxley passed away here not long ago, and and I love Craig. Uh, he was a great comic, but evidently Craig wasn't really as that blue collar. Okay, and so they really were looking for somebody else's blue collar. Now I had known Jeff. Since 1986, 1987, he was a good friend of mine, but he had never seen me do the Larry the Cable Guy thing before. So that's what he wanted to see. Uh, And it worked out really good because I was so different than the other guys, you know, because I was just all one-liners, set up punch, set up punch, set up punch, Uh, not a lot of segues, just topic after topic, which worked really well at the end of our show when we all sat on stools and told stories because Bill would finish a story. And so we needed something to segue into somebody else's story. So when (laughs) here I come out with boom, 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 three or four goofy, stupid jokes. And then Ron will go, Hey, that reminds me I had a deal, you know, and then Ron would go. So it really worked out good. If we needed, if we needed, Something to tie into something. I could always throw something out, something stupid. A button. button. You were the button. Yeah. You and I. We're the buttons. I was the button. But it (laughs) it was really fun. Hey, and real quick, going back to how you said, what did my family think about it? You know, my brother was a great supporter of my comedy. My sister, my mom used to come to my comedy club shows all the time. My dad never came. The only thing my dad ever said to me was he was in the music business and he did not like the people that you have to deal with in the entertainment business. Okay. And he basically said, be careful of the entertainment business, son, because there's a lot of snakes in the grass and there's a lot of liars and a lot of thieves. And then when I hooked up with Jeff Foxworthy and the blue collar comedy tour, my dad knew that Jeff was a good Christian guy and he was happy that I hooked up with somebody like Jeff. Six years it goes on. Tell me a little bit about the relationships that you made there and what, what that tour really became for you. That was, you know, it came at a time when uh, I think people were just looking for that kind of comedy, you know. We, we weren't trying to act like we were better than anybody else. We were just talking about regular things that regular people talk about. And we were always very um, accessible to our crowds. And I think that was the thing. It was just, you couldn't have picked a better moment in time for four guys that grew up with just humble roots, really. I mean, all of us. Ron grew up in Fritch, Texas, and people know his story, and I grew up in a small town in southeast Nebraska, and, you know, Jeff worked at IBM, but Jeff, man, where he's from, Hapeville, Georgia, you know, he's a red, just bona fide redneck, man. That's how he grew up. (laughs) Um, uh, And he's super smart, you know, he's super smart. And Bill, you know, Bill's a country kid from Texas and grew up in a rodeo, and, and so, when we got on that tour, like I said, Jeff and I, he's like my adopted brother. I love him so much. And we're a lot alike, really. We laugh at the same things and we like the same things. And so I already knew Jeff. I only, I'd never met Ron and I didn't even know who Bill Engvall was. Right. But the first time we met, 
we all got along. It was just like we had been doing that thing forever. Everybody was, Ron was awesome to me and Bill was awesome to me. And I think what it was, was everybody realized we were all in the same boat together. When one person had success, it was good for all three of us. And I think the thing that helped us out a lot uh, was there was no jealousy. There was no, sure, we had times where we were like brothers, where we would get, somebody would do something, you get a little irritated at him. But I sound like Don Henley now with the Eagles, because he would say, (laughs) you know, we were, we were, if it was good for one, it was good for the band. And that's (laughs) about what it was like. It was good for the band. And, and, and to this day, I mean, we're all really good friends. And uh, people say, will we ever do blue collar again? And I'll be honest, I don't know if we want to do it again. And I'll tell you why. So you don't want people to come and go, hey, how was the Blue Collar show? Man, it was hilarious. Those guys are always funny. Man, it wasn't like it was in the day, though. You know, it wasn't like it was in the day. (laughs) So probably won't see it again. I think if we ever did it again, we would reunite for a weekend in Las Vegas just for some sort of an anniversary of the Blue Collar thing. And yeah. that would probably be the only time. But I mean, yeah, that was just uh, the, Brian. It's the greatest times of my life. I mean, I'm touring and doing what I love with three of the most people that I love the most, and just enjoying every single flipping minute of it. I mean, it's you can't really explain to people unless you, you, they've actually done something like that and they know what it's like. But just showing up and just 15,000. <laughs> I mean, Unbelievable. It's, cra- it's crazy, you know, and I try to tell my kids because now that I got my kids, I'm slowing down. I only do right. like anywhere from 17 to, you know, 3,500 people still, you know, depending on the right. shows you do. And, you know, the kids will go, man, look how many people Kevin Hart did at that. Thing. I go, you know, kids, you know, I did a stadium, right? <laughs> huh? No, you did not. It's like, all right, well, it's, you know, it reminds me of that Dave Chappelle bit where he takes his kid to see Kevin Hart and he's laughing at Kevin Hart and it's doing nothing but pissing Dave off because he's going, you know, I do this too, you know? (laughs) So I feel like that sometimes when my kids want to go see a comedy show, it's like, oh boy, you know, I used to do this. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and a brand new Samsung A14 on them. Straight Talk Unlimited plans start at $25 a line per month for four lines. You're going to save so much, you're going to be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Who wouldn't like a few extra bucks in their pocket? I certainly would. Money for a golf round, perhaps? Tickets to a concert or a game? Straight Talk is a great everyday value on wireless. Plus, it all runs on the most reliable 5G network in America. So treat yourself to Straight Talk today. Find Straight Talk 
at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through April 14th, 2024 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended silver unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Straight Talk utilizes the network with the most first place rankings and root metrics 1H 2023 5G reliability assessments of 125 metros. Results may vary. Not in endorsement discover betmgm the betting app sports fans in the capital region turn to for non-stop action all winter long take the excitement of football basketball and hockey to the next level with same game parlays exclusive signature bets odds boost promos and much more plus now you can sign in place bets and manage your cash balance under the same betmgm account in dc maryland and virginia With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. You just mentioned Chappelle, so I'm going to ask you, you ever feel scared for yourself on stage? No, because I'm, I'm in an arena full of Larry the Cable Guy fans. <laughs> <laughs> 70% of them are packing anyway. So. <laughs> Some of them are just itching for somebody to rush the stage. I, you know, uh, yeah, you know, you with the environment today, you do get very cautious of it. But I have a buddy of mine that retired from the Secret Service. And yeah. I take I take two retired Secret Service agents with me. They're two of my best friends, and no one would ever know they were with me. They blend in with the crowd, and they walk around, and they keep an eye out. They don't watch the show. They do nothing 
but stand on separate sides and watch the crowds. Yeah, it's it's so scary. Obviously, I'm asking you because of the guy rushing Chappelle uh, a couple yeah, of weeks ago. Yeah, you know ago. what? I absolutely. Uh, I uh, you were you you do worry about it. Um, you can't. You you just can't think about it all the time because it is what it is. So, you know, I don't think. But you know, I don't think I'm. You know, Chappelle right now, I mean, he's very, you know, he's in the mix of the political thing and the, you know, I mean, if somebody's going to rush the stage over my poop lasagna joke, then I got problems, you know? (laughs) 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 They're very mentally unstable if they're mad at a poop lasagna joke. I I hope this is not a red herring. (laughs) I, I, I just heard this information. I had to ask about it. And I think it, it, it if so, it, it says a lot about Dan that's different from from Larry, obviously known for the blue collar comedy. Um, but I was just uh, hearing that you're also very close friends with maybe the most outspoken and liberal of them all, Lewis Black. Um, <laughs> how, you know, how did that relationship hit mature? I, you know what? I have not talked to Lewis literally probably in four years. Okay. But back in the day when I was doing comedy and working the funny bones, Lewis and I, we worked together. Our paths would cross and we'd go out and do stuff. He's a, on, I love Lewis to death. Lewis is a super nice guy. Obviously, our politics are completely different, but. There's a lot of comedians, though, that I'm friends with, that my politics are completely the opposite. And I'm not. Here's the thing, though, Brian. Politics isn't my religion. So, you know, I'm not. It's not my first priority in life. I mean, I can only do so much. Here's what I can do when it comes to politics. I can vote. It does no good for me to bitch and moan and. I, you know, I used to go on Twitter and I used to send stuff out. So I learned, uh, I learned a while back that I'm not doing that anymore because yeah. I don't want to be, I don't want to be part of the division. I don't want to be part of the hatred because people that like you and agree with you already like you and agree with you. Exactly. People that don't like you and disagree with you, you're not doing anything to change their mind in anything. So right. I, I resorted myself to the fact I'm not doing anything like that anymore. I'm staying away from that. So that's how I can get along with comics that have different politics in me because it's not my religion. So, yeah, I'm friends with Lewis. If Lewis were to be on your show right now, I go, hey, Lewis, what's up, buddy? I miss you, man. You know, like that. Because yeah. I do. I love Lewis. Um, but, yeah, no, we are friends. And he wrote, <laughs> I wrote that goofy book. It was, I told Lewis, I said, Hey, Lewis, you want to write the foreword in this? Um, and I basically did it for that, just to let you know that um, I can be friends with people that don't that agree with me and I can still be their friend, which was the basic of a couple of chapters in the book. But the book was full of nonsense. It was all one liner jokes and stupid stuff. So, but Lewis <laughs> did it. And uh, I'm sure he's had to field a lot of those questions too. And it's probably the same, is the same answer that I've given. Um, you. Uh, so many movies, Larry, the cable guy, health inspector, Delta farce, uh, tooth fairy jingle all the way to 
Um, <laughs> and the and and the Cars franchise. I mean, right. it's very interesting what you said about Dan uh, and and Larry the Cable Guy. But Larry took over the world of of entertainment. Are you glad that it happened the way that it happened? That it was Larry and not Dan. Uh, you know what? Absolutely. I mean, I here's the thing. I I I I don't take myself too seriously. I'm a comedian. My job is to make people laugh. I am not. I am not a politician. I am not. Uh, I'm not a preacher when I'm doing Larry the Cable Guy. I'm a comedian. Yeah. And so um, that's what I'm happy with. I'm happy that it's made people laugh. When I get people uh, in hospital beds that tell me that. My jokes got them through a rough time in their life uh, when troops send you things and saying, hey, we were in Afghanistan and we were on a patrol and man, one night it just, we were just, man, we popped in one of your CDs and man, you just made a smile. And, uh, you know, I did a 60 minutes interview one time and Bob Simon, he told me the same thing. Bob Simon said, he said uh, that he, uh, whenever he was in a situation that was dangerous. He would just go over comedy routines in his head that would help to uplift him. And, and, and he said, I was one of the guys that was in that Rolodex. So, you know, it, you're, that's God gives us all a sense of humor. That's what it's about. And we all have a different sense of humor. And I, I, and I say, it's just, it's like beer. You may not like that beer. Somebody else does like that beer. You, what you want your, what you want to do as a comic is you want to be the kind of, beverage that a lot of people like to drink yeah. you know and fortunately for me i was i i was in a budweiser camp i was in a coors camp you know what i yeah. mean and yes. regardless if you like that kind of beverage a lot of people did and all it did was refresh them for a little bit you know and so i have no regrets at all like i said the only thing i wish i would have done different is I wish that I would have got something with my name on it attached, especially the um, Pixar Disney stuff. I wish my name was attached to it. And then if there was anything else, it would probably be in those early days of Larry the Cable Guy when I was single. Uh, when I hear some of those bits that I did, it's just like, oh, my gosh. Right. It's hilarious, but, man. I can't believe I would, I did that joke, you know, yeah. but then when you look back on that, Brian, would you have been as popular if you wouldn't have done those? Because like I said, I went to the Howard Stern school of radio. So yeah. I can look back on that all day long and go, uh, should I have done that? Well, now I wish that I wouldn't have, but now I'm, I, I, I'm glad I did because it got you to where you're at. And that's how it is. And, you know, I, I'll say this, like I do, uh, there's a thing here called Back to the Bible Broadcast. And I, uh, my wife writes Christian books and I started doing a Bible podcast, you know, hmm. And uh, just as myself and, you know, Jeff Foxworthy does it with me. Jim Brewer does it with me. I, I like getting comics on that, that love Jesus. And so I do that as well. And that brings me a lot of joy. But as, as far as the career goes, it is what it is. And, and I never dreamed in a million years doing Larry the Cable Guy would bring all of these things to me. I never, in a million years, it's like the movies. Yeah, Brian, 
I never asked to do a movie. I was sitting on my bus one day and got a phone call and said, hey, you want to do a movie? And I'm like, are you serious? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, well, yeah, let's do one. What do they got? <laughs> they got one coming out called Larry the KY Health Inspector. We'll send you the script. And I literally said, well, have you read it? And they go, yeah. I go, is it funny? It's hilarious. All right, well, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's what I mean? so I great know. that's so great I, I love that and i i do have to say you talked about this a little bit before i have uh borne witness to you uh specifically at a hospital with kids and i'm telling you the look on uh, little kids faces who are suffering to hear mater suddenly coming out of your mouth well, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget. <laughs> yeah, it. it's it's, it's it, awesome. It's yeah, it's pretty cool, man. I'm I'm very blessed to be able to do that, and that's why I love doing that stuff. I've had a complete heart change as far as of jokes and things that I do, and I just I just want to make the world a better place. You know, I just there's so much hate, and yep. I love doing those golf tournaments because what are we doing? Yeah. We're raising money to help people. To make people's lives better, you know? Yes. Well, you transitioned uh, amazingly, as always. Uh, Dan, Larry, whoever you are, has a foundation, <laughs> the Get Her Done Foundation. I am about to head to Nebraska. By the way, I talked to my mom last night, and I right. said to my mom, yeah, I'm going to Nebraska. Why are you going to Nebraska? Well, Dan, Larry, the cable guy, he has, he has his event in Nebraska. My mom goes, ha, 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 he doesn't live in Nebraska. She's like, he doesn't live in Nebraska. He's from the South. Mom, no, I, he lives in Nebraska. <laughs> He's always lived in Nebraska. Nebraska is his home. Uh, she didn't believe me. I had to explain it. <laughs> well, she's, she's kind of right, Brian, because I did live in uh, Sanford, Florida for 17 years. <laughs> no, I know, but she was very surprised that you were, you settled, by the way, you traveled all around the world. You've seen everywhere. Why, what, what brought you back to Lincoln? Well, look, I grew up here in Pawnee city, Nebraska, and I loved the way I grew up. I love the small town. I love the people of Nebraska. Um, I just love the weather. I mean, we're bad for maybe three months a year. Other than that, it's pretty awesome. We tell everybody it sucks all the time so they don't move here. Um, <laughs> I love, don't get me wrong. I flip and love Florida. It's my second home and I got a ton. Of, I might have more friends in Florida than I do here. But right. I said, when we have kids, if we have kids, I want to go back to Nebraska because I want to raise my kids. Like I was raised. So right. I, I love it here. I know a lot of people like the views of the mountains and the rivers and lake uh, uh, oceans, but I'll be honest in October, there ain't nothing better than being surrounded by cornfields and bean fields. I'll tell you, I love it. <laughs> well, I am. I'm so excited to be there. The get her done golf classic. Uh, as I said, the get her done foundation uh, raised millions and millions of dollars. Why did you found it? Well, my, you know, my kid was born with hip dysplasia and, uh, we went to a doctor in Omaha and they had no clue about it. They go, well, you know, they basically said, well, we can fix it when he gets a little older. It was way out of, it was out of the joint, but 
he's definitely going to have to have, you know, hip surgery in his forties or fifties. Cause it's not gonna. And we're like, well, what kind of an answer is that? And so we went on the internet. They knew more about hip dysplasia in animals than they did in humans. Wow. And he directed us to a guy. He said, you know, there's one guy that's been doing stuff on this in Orlando. His name's Dr. Chad Price at the Arnold Palmer Children's Hospital. Chad said, you know what? I know I can cure this. I just, man, I've been going down to Mexico and I've been uh, doing this, uh, doing a way to swaddle kids down in Mexico. And I think I can, with the way that we're doing this, I think we can eradicate uh, hip dysplasia in newborns, but we just need some funding. So we started funding him. And next thing you know, the first donation that we made the International Hip Dysplasia Institute awesome. that has my boy's name on it, Wyatt, what, the Wyatt Whitney uh, International Hip Dysplasia Institute. And by gosh, it works. So now when you go on the internet, all these doctors are trained in the same way coming out of that Hip Dysplasia Institute. And man, they're doing unbelievable work at it. And that's how it started. So we start in the meantime, we just started, let's do a couple other things. So we did a thing here in Nebraska. We did the Madonna Rehabilitation Center. That's for people with traumatic brain injuries. And that's for kids and veterans. And then we started delving into a lot more kids things. And so it's mainly vets and children. And uh, so, yeah, we just, man, it's, it's really done well. And I got to tell you, it's not huge. You know, I mean, when I have the golf tournament, it's in Lincoln, Nebraska, and it's hard to get hardcore celebrities to come here. But man, I get some of the best celebs. For instance, you, Brian, I can't thank you enough. I mean, you're a big star and coming to Lincoln, Nebraska, just your name on it. It really, all those kind of things lift it up. It's I'm getting yeah. some of the same ones that, that play in the ones that we're normally in, but just to get them to come to Lincoln, Nebraska is pretty awesome. And so I thank you for that. No. Well, let me just say this for, for real. First off, if anybody wants to donate, if you're a fan of Dan, Larry, the cable guy, get her done foundation, there's a website you can give. And, and let me just say this. I, I am coming for two reasons. One, because of the great work that your foundation is doing. And two, because of you. Because through all the years now that I've been fortunate enough to get to know you, play a little practice round, even us playing in, in these tournaments, your heart and your kindness comes through every single time. And it is always just a pleasure to say that I know you and to have gotten to know you over these years. So I want to thank you for that. Uh, you're uh, congratulations, uh, of course, on all of your success. And uh, I, I just want you to know that I am could not be more excited. I, who Whoever said this, I could not be more excited than to come to Nebraska and see you. <laughs> uh, Brian, you're, you're very kind. Thank you so much. And I obviously I'm so happy that you're coming and I love playing with you out in Tahoe. Like I said, though, you're always better than me and I'm trying to get good, but well, you're a very good golfer. So one day, we'll I'll, one day, we'll, maybe I'll make a run of it. <laughs> you, you, you will make a, you'll make a, you'll make a run for sure. Are, have you ever hit, have you, have you ever, have you ever hit anybody? I've hit three people so far in Tahoe. <laughs> oh my God. You know, I remember we have played quite a bit together there. I don't think you've ever hit anybody with me, but I remember one time you coming up to me, shaking, very distraught in the tent because <laughs> you had just hit somebody. Oh my gosh. 
I have not. I have not hit anybody, thankfully. Oh, but man, now you've done it. I'm going to hit somebody this year. Yeah. <laughs> no, you'll be fine. You don't shank as much as I do, so you'll be good. <laughs> I, I will uh, tell you this. I did watch another just absolute amazing human being, Charles Barkley. So I'm not piling on, but I did play with him one time. And I can't remember if you, if, if you were the third with us where he hit one on 18 dead right. And there was a woman on her cell phone. Had she not been on her cell phone, it would have hit her in the temple. The ball hit right on her cell phone that she was, had held up to her face uh, and broke her cell phone. But yeah, it's scary. That's like the one I did. I hit that guy on a drive and if his cell phone, it hit his cell phone and shattered his cell phone and knocked him out cold. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was the first year I was there. <laughs> You're not supposed no. to laugh like that though, Dad. Well, he you was can't... okay though. And he was okay, <laughs> okay though. And they gave him a bunch of merchandise and gave him lifetime tickets to the event. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. <laughs> so he's um, good. You are a peach. Thank you so much uh, for talking to me, and I, I will see you soon. You got it. Thanks for having me on, Brian, and I will see you in a couple weeks, and then we'll tee it up in Tahoe, baby. Yeah, we will. Dan, Larry, Larry, Dan, LD, maybe... Maybe it's LD. We're going to work on that swing in a couple weeks in Lincoln. And now that I know how often you hit people, well, I guess it's my duty to help protect the public from your stray golf balls. But I really appreciate you talking to me and learning more about you and your life on and off the green. Thanks for listening today, everybody. And every day that you listen, know how much I appreciate you. I want you to go and like, subscribe, comment, follow us on well, any channel you see fit and come back next week for more Off The Beat. Off The Beat is hosted and executive produced by me, Brian Baumgartner, alongside our executive producer, Ling Lee. Our producers are Diego Tapia, Liz Hayes, Emily Carr, and Hannah Harris. Our talent producer is Ryan Papa Zachary. Our theme song, Bubble and Squeak, performed by my great friend, Creed Bratton, and the episode was mixed by Seth Olansky. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund to give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plans starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You're going to save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through April 14th, 2024 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.